in five, four. We just did the Wayne's World Conan. Yeah. <laughs> well. Are you recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, we're well, live. Hey, guys. This is Savage Kate. This is Jordan. And we are Audio Odyssey. I know you're not supposed to laugh really loud at yourself, but when I listen back to our episode and I did the switch foot, I laughed so hard. I was like, totally out of left field. I got some good feedback from some of my friends about our podcast. They're really, well, they're listening to it, which I'm pleasantly shocked. And they had some really good feedback. So one of them, I thought we should we should talk about is um, my friend thought it would be a good idea if we shared our homework with our listeners and then we opened it up for our chat like when we post I can do a Q&A on a Q&A Spotify, and yeah. then they can comment and then on the next episode we can talk about some of their thoughts and suggestions that sounds good I, don't know, I thought I it was like a great idea. idea yeah so shout out to um, Joe from North Dakota I use their middle names because I don't oh, know if they want to use there. yeah so. What if you don't know their middle name? Then they're not real. They're not then a real I'm not friend. Not a good huh? friend. You're not a good friend. If I didn't know their middle name, That's I would true. be a bad friend because we've been friends for a long, long time. Okay, so what's the threshold of amount of years you've been friends with someone that you should know their middle name? Funny you bring that up. Well, I don't know about the middle name, but I actually read a s- article, or was it a TikTok? I don't know. But it's uh, always easy to do that. Big. I read an article, <laughs> but it was actually a TikTok. You right, saw. I do it all the time. Um, if you've been friends with somebody for seven years, um, studies show that you're going to be friends for life. Wow. After seven years. So if you make that seven year mark, they're going to be in your life for the, for the rest of your life. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to think now I'm like thinking back at like all of like the friends I have that I've known that long, but it's gotta be like also based on like how often you see them. Cause like sometimes you just have acquaintances that you've known for a long time. Oh yeah, of course. I have a very small circle. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, but I have a lot of acquaintances, I guess you can. Yeah. 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 I don't necessarily like it, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a, I'm such an introvert and an extrovert. I can shut it on and off pretty quickly. So I'm introverted. You, you are to an extent. I can be extroverted. Yeah. You can be extroverted. I can turn it on if I need to. Yeah, for sure. But I don't like it. What's your good news? It's been a while, bud. It has been a while. We skipped a week. Yeah. But that's okay. Dude, listen. Yeah, no kidding. Um, You know, I started f- figuring out that we do actually have a, a following because I was getting messages on TikTok like, yo, where's the episode at? Oh, so. Oops. Sorry, guys. Should. Life gets busy. It does. And so we we try. We, we certainly, our goal is one episode a week, but sometimes that's unattainable. And with the holidays coming up, yeah it might be a little bit more difficult but we are we are doing our best yeah i think my good news is i got my christmas lights up yeah they look nice thanks yeah got all of our leaves hauled away and our yard looks much better i like one thing i will tell you is i'm one of those people that i do not like picking up leaves just for the sheer fact that like it is just a societal thing that like people pick up their leaves isn't it better for your grass it's better for your grass it's better for the trees because actually what happens is your trees scientist jordan has entered the chat (laughs) your leaves absorb (laughs) all the nutrients they need during the summer they stay green and then in in order to feed itself through the winter the trees will drop the leaves 
and then the nutrients from the tree the leaves go they get eaten up they get taken by birds they get eaten by bugs and then it sinks into the soil and that's how the tree feeds itself through the winter is by the leaves that it's dropped and so when we take all those leaves away we're taking away the tree's nutrition oh that makes me sad we need the trees we do need trees it breaks my heart when people cut a tree down for no reason yeah some people say that you're kind of like the lorax honestly you speak for the trees yeah (laughs) i speak for the trees what's your good news i talk to the trees um my good news oh gosh um a lot's happened so I'm a little hungy over today. A little hungy over. Oh, really? I crashed a wedding, so that was fun. Um, my uh, One of my really, really good friends, uh, so her and her husband lived in um, Africa for about seven months with oh, her wow. and her kids. Yeah, they, they moved their family over there. They, uh, um, they're incredible people. So her husband um, is president for this mission. What was it called? STEM? I think is what it's called, based out of Sioux City, Iowa. Oh, okay. A little advertisement there for you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they did this mission trip in, is it Zambodia? Does that sound right? Yeah, there's My a geography. holiday in Zambodia. Okay. So they, <laughs> they moved them and their family over there for like, they were there for seven months, and they just came back a couple weeks ago, so it was really exciting. But um, they had a niece that got married in the town that I'm from, and literally the reception was like four blocks away from my house. So I went over there and crashed it. Um, the funny thing is, is that, uh, the bride's mom, um, actually thought that I was invited. I was like, no, I, I, I crashed it. <laughs> so I can't, just the funny. dance though, or the wedding itself? The, no, just the reception at the wedding. Okay. Just call me Vince Vaughn. So <laughs> it was fun. Wow. Yeah. Olivia Owen Wilson. But you know, when you haven't seen a friend for a while and I'm not really, I'm not a really big drinker like I used to be, but when, you know, when you haven't seen a, a close friend for a while and you're catching up, you know, good times are ahead. So open bar. Yeah. So that's why you're hungy over. Hungy <laughs> over. So yeah, open bar. So, you know, I was sipping those vodka tonics. That's my favorite. So I haven't had a drink in almost a year. I think it good has been you. over a year. Good for Not you. for any reason. I don't have a problem or anything, but I just, I don't like the way it made me feel when I drank. Even if I didn't drink like a lot, I just would drink like a beer, or two beers, and I'm like, ugh, I just, yeah. Ugh. Um, I mean, I like, I, I definitely don't have a drink during the week, except for last week because it was my birthday. And so, you know, that, that's different. Woot, woot. But, um, I'm but definitely like a social. Had, but you had like wine, you didn't drink. Like... Yeah. Like I'll have maybe like a glass of wine before. So much wine, perhaps. I know. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about it. But yeah, that's my good news. I, it was really good to see her catch up and it was just a lot of fun. She's got, um, the best kids. She's got two boys and he loves ACDC wow. with his whole heart. And they played back in black, of course. And, um the whole wedding party like made this whole circle for him and he went out there and just killed the dance floor it was so adorable yeah my friend was like that's my son i made that i'm like i know and he's killing it just killing the dance floor angus young what's the name of the lead singer is that what it is oh i don't even know acdc i think it's like angus Young. i'm not even a big i'm not a big acdc i got i went through an acdc phase in high school so i don't maybe we'll talk about it later but i mean i can appreciate the art but they're australian Oh, yes, they are. Right? Are they from the... No, I think I, they're Australian. I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. Aussie band. Aussie. So. Well, that's our good news. Uh, yeah. What about music news? Do you oh, got any music news? Oh, my God. Yes, I do, Jordan. Okay. Guess who's going on tour? 
Guess who announced the tour? Is it somebody that is new or up no. and coming or an old band? Old artists. And I did an episode on one of her albums. Alanis Morissette. The Alanis Morissette is going on tour wow. with Joan Jett. Oh, I did see this. <gasps> oh, you! I saw it from you. Did you post it on Instagram? I post. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I did TikTok see that. And on Instagram, I oh god, guys, I freaked out. But I got, I have a little bit of a pickle with this because her show in Milwaukee, which is the closest one, um, is the same night as the Foo Fighters <gasps> in Minneapolis. Oh no! So my options: Denver. Which I'd be, t- I'm totally willing to fly there. And is it at the Pepsi Center or is it at uh, Ro- uh, Red Rocks? I think it's the Pepsi. I don't think it's at Red Rocks. Okay. Um, or uh, or I fly out and see my good friend in Raleigh, North Carolina, and that's where Ooh. we go. I don't know, but I have a decision to make. So Denver would be good. I think I haven't seen a show in Denver, and I think that'd be fun. And plane tickets there are super cheap. Yeah, you can fly out of here for like 200 bucks. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. That is huge music news. What yeah. do you have? Um, I don't know if I have any music news other than um well we like we talked about it a couple episodes ago, but like we've had a couple like iconic bands play SNL. Oh I know. Foo Fighters played SNL, which we talked about on yeah. one of our episodes, and then Boy Genius played. Yep, actually I have that written. That Boy Genius SNL SNL performance was out of this world. Yeah. I was stunned watching that. They, Phoebe Bridgers, um, by the way, I'm obsessed, and we're going to talk about her more later. Um, I've became, I've become extremely obsessed with her. She has so many different elements. And yeah. She did that scream. Like, she has that little yep. black sc- where she goes behind the mic and screams. I lost my mind. Julian Baker also has a scream yeah. and not strong enough at the very, like the last uh, verse, she does a scream. Yeah. I lost my mind. I was thinking, so they did a skit, which was really funny. Yeah. They imitated a dance that's going around with a guy like Troy, whatever his name is. I can't remember. But they did like, they showed their underwear, their red underwear. Did I miss that? Yeah. So I... they did a skit, but did the food, did Dave do a skit? Yeah. So Dave did Gosh, a I need to go skits. watch it then. Yeah. It's really funny. So um, he did a, he showed up at the end of one, one skit where they're on the airplane and uh, she's in labor. And they're like, is there a doctor here? And they're arguing with like, which, what, which one's like the most important job? And then there's two <laughs> lawyers that are going back and forth. And then at the very end of the skit, Dave Grohl comes comes out of the um, whatever. What do you call it? Like the, behind the stage? The cockpit. Oh, okay. Of the, of the plane. And he's like, did somebody call a doctor? <laughs> so that was funny. And then he did like this music... Uh, like when they do like those SNL skits, like those pre-recorded skits. Yeah. Oh, like a digital short or whatever yeah, they call them. Yeah, he played like this creepy uncle in the family. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't. I I can picture it in my head, but I don't have the song. I'll have to head. watch them. It was Check really up, funny. Maybe I'll probably I'll have to remember to post the links oh, on yeah. YouTube for for those. It's coming back to me. So it's about like they're all like redneck party whatever. And then um, at the end, he shows up as like the town reverend, the oh. town pastor. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And oh yeah, you. Have I'm to glad go back that he, I'm glad he did a sketch because I always like when the musical de- de- guest does a sketch. Yeah, and Dave Grohl's just he's, he's funny. Just funny. Yeah, period. he's naturally funny, dude. He could probably host and be a musical guest. I'm surprised he hasn't. Fresh pots. Fresh pots. Oh my god, I love that so yeah. much. All right, so that's our music news. So we'll roll into our homework, which this week um, or this episode, our our homework was uh, Kate Had So Much Wine, which is a Phoebe Bridgers Christmas album. 
And then I was, uh, and then I listened to Jagged Little Pills by Alanis Morissette. Yep. You um, want to go first? I Yeah, I'll go first. And I'm going to try not to get emotional because... <sighs> How this, could you not? This album wrecked me um, in a very good way. This is the first thing I'm going to say about this album. And I have nothing but like extremely positive things to say um, about it. Phoebe Bridgers was so real with this Christmas album. When you hear Christmas music, it's typically like your happy go getty, whatever. Mm-hmm. But she like brought a different element of Christmas to this album when it's talk when it talks about like the hard times during Christmas. Yeah. Um and uh what was it? If we make it through December, that song made me ball and mm-hmm. um it became very personal for me because you know as a single mom, okay. Whew. Not, I like seriously, it wrecked me. Um, as a single mom, there's been, I it brought me back to the first time, like after my divorce and my first Christmas, and you know, the girls were just so young, and you know, trying to afford Christmas and yeah. make it memorable, and I didn't want them to see that struggle, and uh, that that song just hit home to me, and it healed me, and I haven't stopped listening it to it since. So that was your favorite. That was my favorite song because it meant it was it was very personal to me, um, and it's just it's a Christmas album where it's like it's not a cheerful Christmas album, but it's a real Christmas album, which mm-hmm. I can totally respect. That Silent Night, that was so insane with the news articles. Yeah. with that they have the seven o'clock news. The seven o'clock news over, with that. It's an overlay of them singing Silent Night, and it's Fiona Apple. That sings with yes, her. Yes, yes. And it's Matt Beringer, the lead singer for The National. Yes. And, okay, huge Fiona Apple fan here. Uh, that When I was listening to that, you know, like Christmas, like we're going to celebrate the year, the year of coming. But then they have like these news articles. was like, oh, was it a great year? This is what, and then with Silent Night, that is. It's that, almost haunting. It's haunting. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's real. It's, um, it was, it, it was great. Um. And then have yourself have yourself a, a merry little Christmas. Is that's the best version of that song I've ever heard in my yeah. whole entire life. Uh, and it, the album was so good that it made me put my Christmas tree up. <laughs> and I, guys, I I'm a, the biggest believer that you have to have your turkey first before you put your Christmas tree up. And I've always been it's always been like that my whole entire life. I listened to this album. I'm like, you know what? Damn it. I'm going to put my Christmas tree up. And I listened to it again. I'll put my Christmas tree up. So yeah, um, this is going to be the highest rating I've ever gave it al- um, an album on this podcast. And I'm rating it a 9.4. Whoa. It's just the lyrics, how real it was. Um, her voice uh, really captured the, like, the emotion of what Christmas really is for a lot of people. And it's not always this cheerful time you know a lot of people stress about christmas a lot of people struggle with christmas you know relationships that you've lost and it was just it was incredible it's a short listen to it's 20 it's 21 minutes but it's 21 just like impactful right minutes and i rated that high because it healed a part of me that i didn't know wasn't quite healed yet yeah and i'm forever grateful for that phoebe bridgers beautiful album beautiful beautiful well that's a great score yeah, thank you for sharing that with me. You're welcome. And making I, me put my Christmas tree up and breaking my rule. Yeah, I <laughs> I listened to that just when I, because obviously I did an episode on Phoebe, and I listened to all of her albums, all of her music, and 
that one surprised me the most because I think like when I listened to Casey Musgraves Christmas albums, they oh, were yeah, that's right. they were good, but I was just like I kind of always like I always am dreading listening to them mm-hmm. because I'm like, okay, here we go, another remake of Have a Merry Little Christmas exactly. or Silent Night. Yeah. And you just don't know what you're gonna get. And then I listened to it and I was like, Holy shit, like these aren't your typical Christmas songs. Because Day After Tomorrow is my favorite song. Yeah, that's, that's another a, good one. That's a six-minute song, and the lyrics in it are about, like, traveling for Christmas. And, like, uh, yeah, they're, it, it, if you, yeah, if you have not listened to that album, go listen to it. Yeah. It's really short. It's really easy listen. We'll put the link. I'll add on, those songs. Yeah, to, yeah. Because there's only, well, like, we have, six. We have our playlist, too. Yeah, I'll, I, the playlist, I'll add, I think there's only six songs on it, so. It's incredible. It's incredible. Moving on to Jagged Little yes, Pill. Yes, that's right. So this was your first time listening to this album, right? The whole album, yeah. Okay. So do you know? Did you know the song "Ironic" now? Yeah. After <laughs> I listened to it, after you did your episode, and you're like, "Well, you have to know these songs." I never want to say like, "Oh, I know them." Yeah, I because get it. I don't want to like commit, to, and then you'd be like, "Oh, so you know the right. lyrics in this song?" And so after I listened back to it, I was like, "Oh." I do know a lot of songs on this album yeah. just because it was such an iconic album. Yeah, for sure. So I really liked it. Uh, like, I think the most popular songs were my favorite, which is not very common for me. Uh, I will say that, like, I think because it was a older album, like, I kind of missed, like, it, I think it's very nostalgic for you. Yeah. We're like, it's not nostalgic for me because I'd never, I think I remember hearing some of these songs on the radio growing up, but never like, you know, the moments that you had like with your sister or your yeah, mom, like listening sure. yeah. to it in the car. Now, that being said, I still think a lot of the songs are really good. The only real complaint I had about this is like, Alanis Morissette has be like, careful. One of, she has one be of the, careful. I know you're going to be <laughs> mad at me even for this, like one comment I make. She has like one of the best voices mm-hmm. I've ever heard. However... Oh, I God. don't like when she screams. When she screams and does like her, yeah, yeah, I don't like that. Okay. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to act like you didn't say that. But I, but I, that's just like not me. Like I just don't, I don't like the sound of it, but like I can set all, of, I can set those like little, the times that it does happen aside and like really focus on her voice, her songwriting. Cause yeah. like, to me, it's not just like, okay, that one thing is not going to ruin the album for me because there's you even doing research on this album and giving me more insight to like how it came about, how it was produced, like all the effort they put into the songs. Yeah. I'm going to rate it an 8.7 out of 10. Okay. So still a really good album. It's still, yeah. The only good. thing that held me back was really like only on a couple of the songs that she really screamed like that where I'm just like, oh, I didn't like that part. But really like the songwriting. Yeah. Her voice is great. You're probably, you're probably pissed. The scream, like that's, no, I'm not I know, pissed. I know that's like her trademark. It's like my favorite thing of her. Yeah. I think it's one of the most epic voices and screams. In and I watched a couple of interviews with her Amazing. after this and- She's like one of the most real people. Like, oh, I know. Super right? humble. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was easy for me to be like, okay. It's not like Enrique yeah. Iglesias watching him. Oh, my God. <laughs> we should have talked was about that music. Was he dying on stage? Did you see? He <laughs> was humping the stage during one of the performances. <laughs> what song was it? It was one of those popular ones. I can only remember My Hero uh, and 
Gosh, what was the other one? That I like, can't even remember. Did don't you read... stop, baby. Don't <laughs> stop, baby. Did you read the comments on that? No. My favorite thing is like when I see an outrageous video, I go straight to the comments yes. on TikTok and it's always the best. But the, the, the top comment on that video was, can I get a refund even if I didn't attend? <laughs> <laughs> Just sort of like refund sounded, on your childhood. Oh my God. He, was, he had to be on something. Like that I think was, he's just maybe not talented, don't you think? Then like, why are you why are you performing, man? Get oh, was, I can't believe that was like a stadium. I know that looked like that was another thing too. It looked like a big venue. Venue. Yeah, it wasn't like a five hundred person club or something. I, I oh my god, if I was at that show and I bought, I, I oh my gosh, I'd be so pissed. Yeah, when he was okay, so when he sang uh, "Hero," he actually like didn't sing. He put the mic into the crowd, so instead of like. I can be your hero, baby. He was like holding the mic into the crowd. And it's like, I'm not here to listen to a whole. Like, I understand like if you're going to do it like in choir, like he sings, I can be your hero, baby. And then like the crowd can be like, I can kiss away the pain. (laughs) That was okay. (laughs) ultimate skating rink song. That one. The couple skate. Yes. It was a couple skate song. It totally was. Dude, I used to get so many girls I wanted to skate with me at the oh, couple yeah? skate. Were you a little pimp? P-I-M-P? Oh, yeah. I could skate backwards. So girls like this oh. guy knows what's up. <laughs> you, got, you got some swag. Jordan had some skating swag. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, I lo- I miss the skating rink days. Those were so much oh, fun. We should. I think like there's a skating rink where we live. And we should go. Oh, that'd we're be going. Fun. Yes. I hope they should bring it. my kids up here. And yeah, we should go. that'd yes, be fun. That would be so much fun. I can skate backwards for everybody. I'm sure I used to be. <laughs> I used to be able to. I'm sure I could bring it back. My favorite song. I remember there, there's only there's one song that comes to mind with my skating rink days, and it was uh, Chumbawamba. I get knocked down, down but, but I, I get up, up again. again. Never, never gonna, gonna get me down. down. That was the popular Piss one. in the night. And it was away. so and it was so kind of ironic because people were like falling down. <laughs> that That's true. That is like a good song. Oh, you know what else is a uh, really great skating rink song? Ants marching. Really? Yeah, oh. Bow, bow, Andy bow. from the office wants to he skates to it in the office. I need to really watch The Office. You do need to you watch The Office. You do a lot office. of Office. And before people come after me. Don't attack of, her. Yeah. Don't, there's Office fans. Are, They're like T-Swift fans. They are. They can be ruthless. My brother's no a big Office fan. And I think it was last year for Christmas. He was uh, streaming it. And I was like, I've never watched the series. And he lost his mind. And he's like, you are not allowed to talk to me until you've watched this whole thing. <laughs> it's on Peacock. So I've started. I think it's a great show. It's a great comedy. It's really funny. It's clever. I will um, say like sometimes it's hard for people to get into. Yeah. First, just, first couple seasons are a little bit rough. This is a ginormous sitcom. It just will consume your life if I get too invested, I feel like. Yeah. You and take on like a personality it. if you watch, if you're a big office fan. <laughs> should I do one of those TikToks like one day after yes, watching The Office? <laughs> I don't know who, what character you would be though. You could be Michael or... Well, Dwight. Right. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a note here. Yeah, make a note. Okay, so we're gonna move on to our homework for next episode. But yes, I have to tell you something. Oh, th- you look serious. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> I quit the podcast. I'm just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> were you? Do you think I was serious? I'm the most gullible person. Oh, that's in the right. World. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Kate, Kate so and you're I, not leaving the podcast. No, Kate okay. and I had a conversation pre-recording yes about what our homework was gonna be yeah and our homework we decided was 
Um, we're gonna, we're gonna discuss an album together. We're gonna, together, we're gonna discuss. We didn't give each other an album to listen to for this for the next episode, but we are going to discuss um, Boy Genius's most recent album, the record, the record, because well, well, I'll save my thoughts for the next episode, but it's incredible, and it was nominated for how many Grammys? Seven. Six, seven, seven. That's incredible. Yeah, and well deserved. But you're a fan of the of Friends, right? Huge friend, yeah. Huge okay, well, fan. in the the wise words of, uh, are you gonna make me cry? Are you doing a Chandler Bing? No, line? I'm not doing a Chandler Bing. Oh, uh, don't what's, do that to me. What's uh, what's his name? Joey. Uh, no, Schum- David Schumacher. What's his? Ross or, Geller. Ross. In the famous words of Ross, we might have to pivot. We might have to pivot because pivot. The reveal <laughs> today is that I am doing Boy Genius as my band. <gasps> Shut up! So I know you wanted to talk about the record, <laughs> but maybe we could just talk about it in this podcast and we can come up with another idea for what yeah, we could we talk can. about we can. for our homework. Oh, or we could talk about how funny this was that we, you happened. Shut been, up! It's funny because Kate texted me today like while I was researching and said, hey, I want to talk about Boy Genius, the obsessed. record. And I was like, okay, sounds good. And then she's like, it's immaculate. And I was like, oh, you asked me if I knew it. And I said, I know it by heart. Because I was literally like <laughs> researching it. And like I had already listened to it. and But like I listened to it two more times. Yeah. So when I get to that record, you can absolutely, like if you've listened to it and you yeah. enjoy parts of it, you can definitely chime in. It might make the episode a little bit longer. But I think it's good to talk about that yeah, record. Yeah, I've listened to that. I think I've listened to that album two weeks straight so far. Since- yeah. Yeah, and I feel bad because I already did Phoebe Bridgers, but I think right this is a different element of her. Definitely, yeah. and I think that their relevance right now is yeah. like it's a good time to do it because they were just on SNL. They just finished their tour um, in the end of October, so like literally just wrapped it up. I think they wrapped it up just before SNL. Uh, right? Uh, yeah, right before SNL. Yeah, Hollywood Bowl was the last show. Um, oh so I'm gonna go into. Just a little bit of the backstory, even though I kind of talked about it a little bit yeah. uh, when I covered Phoebe. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited for this episode, too. This is too, my new favorite band. Yes, and they're one of my favorite bands as well. I love them. Oh, God. And I'll start it by saying how I came to know Boy Genius is probably not like, I don't know if it's like the normal path, but I was a big fan of Julian Baker. She was like, I, I watched her tiny desk over and over oh, and yeah. over. So she was the first person that I listened to in the band. And then I found out, I like started listening more to Phoebe Bridgers. And I was like, oh my God, like she's really good too. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, okay, well, Lucy, she's she's in the band, but you know, I don't really know her music. And then I started listening to like the songs that she wrote and her lyrics. And I'm like, oh my God, she's amazing too. And she's a great vocalist. Yeah. I've seen them like so I've I've seen them in person just because of SNL. So which one is is Julian the dark hair? Julian is the she's short. She's short and blonde. she's the guitar player. She's badass. Lucy is the taller uh, of all of them. The she's got dark hair. Okay. Usually red lipstick. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Phoebe is the the blonde. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, Lucy's like she definitely is like taller than all of them. Yep. And she's a she's a genius. And I think one thing about them is that they all write very similar in a, in the sense that their lyrics are all very real. Oh, yeah. And they're able to bring, like, a lot of human elements and, like, trauma and, like, pain 
into their lyrics and That's why I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I'll and I'll get into like their lyrics more because I'm actually gonna focus on their ly- lyrics more than anything because their their music is legit poetry. Mm-hmm. That's how I view it. Oh yeah. So the band formed just like a quick quick background. The band formed in 2018. Uh, they kind of like had all like always joked because they uh, Phoebe had toured with Julian in 2016. They'd all been like apart like in each other's circles. And they always like joked like, oh, like it'd kind of be funny if like we started a band and it kind of started off as a joke. Uh, (laughs) And then it actually ended up being like something that they ended up doing, obviously. Uh, But iconic. Yeah, iconic. (laughs) So Lucy was quoted saying uh, the three became close friends and shared their frustrations of constantly being compared to each other as women of rock. Despite their considerable music difference in style uh, Lucy had commented that the idea of women in music should not be a, rem- a remark whatsoever. And then Bridgers added that it's not a genre. And I think they're trying to just say here, like, often I think people will, like, say, oh, that band is good for women. Or, like, they're a, they're a good artist for a woman and mm. not, like, you know, looking at them as just an artist, right, I think is right. essentially what they're yeah. saying. So they kind of bonded over that that idea. And pretty much said like people wanted to pit them against each other because they were kind of in the same realm, but they kind of took it and turned it the other way. And it was like, you don't have to be competitors with your contemporaries. You can make good music with the people that you admire. Yeah. So that's kind of how they, yeah, that's kind of how they got to become a band is almost out of spite for the industry being like, (laughs) (laughs) being like, Oh, Hey, you guys, you guys are really good. But like, is there some competition between the three of you? And it's like, no, we really like each other actually Ah. and want to make music together. Uh, So their first album is just an EP. And it was, it was very, I think it's only like six songs and they all came to the table with one complete song and one project. So they showed up to like write this, produce it, record it. And they all had one song that they liked okay. that was completely done. And then they all came with like one idea that they were going to build together. And that's how they built their first album, the EP, which came out in 2018. What, so- what songs are on there? So it's got the first song is called uh, Bite the Hand, which oh, is. Oh, yes. And the cool part about that album, too, is that it goes a Lucy song, a Phoebe song, a Julian song. Oh, wow. And they do that kind of in the record, too. Like, sometimes they'll have... They do a lot of harmonizing together in the song, which is really cool. But it seems like there's a theme of... They're really good at, like, placing the songs in the right spot in order of the record. Because I know Phoebe Bridgers has talked about, like, she doesn't like building her albums like that. She actually, like, relies on other people to see how it should go, like, track one, track two, track sure. three, so it's cohesive. Um, But they... The, so that album it just it just starts off that way and i think the uh the record also their second album kind of has that too and i'll go into more of the detail of how that record is laid out so they one thing that they really found refreshing about writing that ep is that they tried to create an environment that was free of like competitiveness again going into yeah. that and bravado and they had often that they had often encountered in like previous experiences. Um, they remarked that the absence of adult men in the process pr- was proven to be significant, allowing them to relate to each other openly. So during that process of like writing and create it, they didn't have any adult men 
that were like trying. Not, oh, I love that. Yeah, that were not trying to like push their narrative on right. like a, maybe we should focus on doing this, and so they you know were able to create something that they all loved oh, without yes. outside influence. Yes, from a man. That's badass. Yeah. So it was only an EP, but it was voted 12th best album on NPR Music in 2018. Okay. Earned them a spot on Seth Meyers. They did a tiny desk on NPR, and then they also did a U.S. tour just okay. based on those songs. Huh. Now. I got to go back and watch those tiny desks. Oh, they're so good. Oh, my goodness. And but. I've seen all of Phoebe's. All of Julian's, and I, I, can't, I think Lucy just has one. Is that album cover? Isn't it like a black and white cover, right? Their EP? Mm, I think it's like blue. Okay. Because I've been digging in a lot with Boy Genius, but The Hand That Feeds, that's an incredible song. Bite the Hand That Bite Feeds. Bite the Hand That Feeds. Yeah, that's so an that's the, song. That's the first song on the album yeah. that I'll go into right now. So <laughs> it starts with Lucy singing, and then Julian and Phoebe are har- harmonizing. Uh, the lyrics for this song that really stuck out to me were the, the chorus is, I can't love you how you want me to. Mm-hmm. Then there's a sick guitar rift from yep. Julian. Yep. And then the next, the, one of the other lyrics that jumped out to me was, maybe I'm afraid of you. I'll bite the hand that feeds me. And this is a Lucy Dude. song. Well, <laughs> so relatable. It's a great way to start the album. And we could talk, I could talk on and on. I, I just, I can't like think of different words besides like just how creative and yeah. how touching their lyrics are. Like they literally, like I can read their, if I told you that this like wasn't a song and it was a poem, I could read it and you'd be like, oh, that's a really beautiful, like dark poem. Yeah. And that's like what their music is to me is like, it's a really dark themed poem that just hits so close to home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next song on the album is Me and My Dog, which is a Phoebe song. Oh, yes. Uh, the lyrics for this, I, I never said I'd be all right. Just thought I could hold myself together. When I couldn't breathe, I went outside. Don't know why I thought it, it would be any better. I'm fine now. It doesn't matter, which is sad. It's like trying to deal with your like frustration. So you like, go take a breath and it's like, I'm fine now, but it doesn't matter. Yeah like dismissive about it mm-hmm. i want to be emaciated i want to hear one song without thinking of you i wish i was on a spaceship just me and my dog and an impossible view i dream about it and i wake up falling so one thing i will say too <laughs> yeah one thing i will say like the title of their songs like me and my dog you yep. think it's gonna be a song like the whole but but it's like not it's yeah like one line from the song that she says that with her dog and then yeah I love I love that aspect. Yeah, she does talk about like when she sees the moon, she, moon she thinks of her dog. I think there's another line yeah. in that song which is like really funny too. Yeah. Uh, Souvenir is a Julian song, which is the next song on the album. Uh, the my favorite lyric, it was just one verse I highlighted was pulling thorn, thorns out of my palm, working midnight surgery. When you cut a hole into my skull, do you hate what you see like I do? <laughs> so oh my god I, and like here's the thing too is like i think i used to think like julian or that phoebe had like the darkest lyrics but the more i listen to julian's music i'm like oh i think julian has darker lyrics like she you cut a hole into my skull do you hate what you see like i do, do is you, like do you know anything about julian's background she's from tennessee okay she 
uh, grew up in, I think, a very Baptist household. Okay. And is now, I think, I, w- I want to say she's a lesbian. I'm not 100% sure. I know that she's LGBTQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like she's in, they're all allies, obviously. They're the best. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so that's like pretty much what I know about Julian. Okay. Um, but she is wow. so talented. <laughs> yeah. And I think that she, so Rolling Stones made a mistake. I think they put Lucy as like one of the top 250 guitar players. It was supposed to be Julian. Oh, because it, Lucy okay. doesn't really play guitar that often. The way she was wailing it on SNL. Yeah, she can. Holy cow. She is a rock star. And her her tiny desks are so good. You'd need to watch them. There's yes. two of them. Yes. Uh, there's one that she does when she's younger. And then you can just tell how much she changed in like the two years where she like didn't play. Mm. Like how much more grown she looked. Um, the next one is Stay Down, which is Julian singing is is like how the song started. And I don't know if it, this was one that she wrote or if it's one that she just performed, but her the verse that I liked the most in that song was, it's a half-life, it's a fallout, it takes so long for me to settle down, and when I finally do, there's no one around. So, <laughs> I, so I stay down, and they repeat that, so I stay down, so I stay down. Oh, so good. Uh, it's my life. <laughs> yeah. They, seriously they have such like hard like all of the lyrics are so hard hitting and i think uh the next one is salt and wound is salt in the wound which is a lucy oh, song that title doesn't sound familiar to me i don't think i've heard that one yeah so this one julian sings in it and lucy starts it by saying you put salt in the wound and i and a kiss on the cheek you butter me up and you sit down to eat you add insult to injury you say you believe in me but you haven't decided about taking or leaving me the sitting down to eat is like such a crazy visual to have like yeah. with those lyrics like like it's consuming her but not in a good way right like right. you butter well, me up yep this you don't want to think about that person you know and yeah they, they always pop up and little things always remind you yeah and it's and it drives you absolutely insane and i could i think i could tell like through this album and then even like some of the record i don't know like if lucy is like known she is so smart and so tactical she says that her notes app in her phone is crazy like she's like i have so many notes in my phone because i could see her being the type of person that like she jots down everything like a yeah. like a writer would right and is able to like piece together different lyrics into different verses and make them really deep uh so the next and then the next verse is sang by julian which i did put the lyrics on here but i now that i read them back it's i think the lucy ones stand out like a lot more even though julian's verse is like really great uh i just want to not focus on like one song for too long because sure. I still want to talk about the record, which is like it. the star of the show. I feel like yeah. uh, catch em ID is the next one, which is Phoebe singing. And then the harmonization is like a song from the 1930s. Oh yeah. It's like super beautiful, like really sets the tone for the song itself. And like really just displays their talent yeah. as singers. Because, like, one thing that Julian, I know you aren't going to listen to this, but she talks about, like, she's having issues, like, hitting notes now because, like, she's had, like, a lot of anxiety. You have a beautiful voice. And, like, she needs to sing more because she has such an amazing voice. I love, 
like I think that she thinks oh Phoebe and Lucy they can carry us there and I can like be a really good guitar player but oh no when those three harmonize together they sound so good oh <laughs> it's the best it's it's like an ear I don't know it's <laughs> I knew you were gonna say <laughs> <laughs> no it's oh it's, it's, uh, it's insane it is insane uh so Phoebe sings the start, then Julian has another verse after hers. Phoebe's lyrics are back in the States now in a college town. I would walk around, but it's really coming down. Mesmerized by double lines, two yellow tight ropes. I'm making good time. So mm. it sounds like she's like on a cruise, mm-hmm. just driving. Julian then comes in. Being in love is the same as being alone. That's the first line. Oh, my God. Being in love is the same as being alone. Giving the sorrow some company, nothing to say, but I stay on the phone. No, I'm sorry, I do not know. What else? What else do you want from me? These bitches got <laughs> my diary. In my- <laughs> Just kidding. Um, that first line though, being- the being in love is the same as being alone. Right, and that that is a that's a great line because. That's how I think. That's how you know you're not with the right person. You know, if you're just as lonely. With and them. That's with them, but you don't have the courage or the strength to walk away from that relationship. And so you just continue on with that feeling. Yeah. Where you're probably, you, you know, not probably, but you're better off alone. So it's the same. Oh. That's how I read that lyric, too, is, yeah, being in love is the same as being alone. Because I've think never experienced anything like that before, but. <laughs> Julian has. And you're being facetious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Then Lucy sings the final verse. You say, how are you? I say, I don't know. Let's dissolve the band and move to Idaho. Everyone's around and I hear you smiling. You say, I love you. I say, you too. And then everybody sings, I am never anywhere, anywhere I go. When I'm home, I'm never there long enough to know. I think that's about being on the road and just, you know, really going through it. Um. One really cool. So I use Zane Lowe again as my interview. He's the guy that works. He oh, does Apple Music, yep. um, like interviews on YouTube. I'll post the link. So Phoebe had like a really insightful thing about Julian that she said on that interview. So she said that when so Phoebe has toured with a lot of bands. Like she's oh, toured, God. she toured with the National, yeah, with, with Taylor Swift. She's worked like, with so many people. Yeah, she's has an extensive background in like touring with like big names. And she said, like, a lot of people she toured with are really polite, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, like, they have fan interaction. And, like, I think someone like Taylor Swift, like, that just gets magnified because people are so insane about her. But, like, interactions with, like, different stars are like, oh, hey, thanks for coming to the show. Like, go get some merch. Like, it's very, like, just touch and go. Mm -hmm. But because Julian's lyrics are so traumatic and so deep... Phoebe said that people would come up and share like their deepest, darkest secret with Julian because they connected with her so much through her music Yeah, that they're like, they felt magnetic. Like I have to tell her this. Yeah. And Phoebe said like, that was something that I had never experienced before. And I think they all, all three of them have kind of done that because their lyrics are so like deep and people connect to like different traumas. Like you could listen to a song and be like, oh, that, you know, I had this happen to me. And that's what I connect to. Like, you, like the Christmas thing. Like yeah. you can relate to that yep. and be like, oh, this was what happened to me and it's relatable and it's real. And so I think it's easy to like see them and be like, oh, they know what it's like. Yeah. And Lucy also said too, like one thing that's difficult is 
so like people come up to you and do that and she's like you know what i'm sure that like there are people that i would meet that i would be best friends with like she meets people mm. and she's like oh we'd be good friends but she's like but we can't like it's there's a there's a line you know i'm sure right if, a boundary yeah i'm sure yeah. if you she's like i'm sure if you talk to someone for two hours you'd become good friends with them but she's like that's also like the beauty of being a human is that you can walk into a room of strangers Have all those interactions and, yeah and, and you can take something from it yeah and you can find love like even platonically like in a room full of strangers and, yeah like that's a beautiful thing so like one thing i will say too is that they are all so incredibly intelligent how old are they aren't they like early 20s late Late 20s? Yeah, Phoebe, I think, is 20. Oh, yeah, 95, 94. Yeah, she's 1995. Yep. And I think Julian, I want to say Julian's the youngest. Okay. But not by much. But they're all, yeah, they're all, like, young. Yeah. But very intelligent, like, very emotionally intelligent, too, I will say. Yeah. Uh, but that was a cool story that I, that I, that I saw in that interview that I was like I have to share that because it really gives an insight into like the type of person Julian is to also be like she doesn't seem like the type of person that's gonna like turn them away and be like oh like I'm gonna avoid you after the show yeah. like she like actually leaned into those interactions they definitely so. seem like some pretty rad rad chicks they are rad chicks okay <laughs> now we're on to the record okay well yeah so you pull up your stuff I'll just go over a couple like talking points about the record itself while Kate's getting situated here this is my favorite album right now. Yeah. I'm obsessed. So this, the the writing of this album and per, like the production of this album was a lot more streamlined. And they they really said that it was because of their communication. Like right. they were able to produce it, record it very efficiently. There were long days, obviously, like in recording as there are, but they felt like a lot more like, again, tactical about recording this. Yep. And then we mentioned earlier they did perform an SNL with uh, host uh, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> That's not his name. It's Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> That's <laughs> it was a callback to a Key and Peele sketch. We <laughs> Timothy. <laughs> and then they were a part of a sketch that they uh, impersonated. I have his name here. It's Troy Savan. Okay. That's her. I don't know if you saw it, but they like they showed everyone their red underwear, and everyone was wearing no, red underwear. No, I, I watched that episode. I must have missed that. I don't know. Maybe I got up and was relieved was yourself or something. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was cooking supper at the same time I was watching it. Oh, I okay. Have got taken away. Hulu the next day. Uh, so the two songs they performed at SNL were Satanist. And then oh my god, I love that song. My favorite song is Not Strong Enough. So when I saw they played that one, I was like hell yeah that song is one of the most played songs on alt nation serious is it alt nation so you yep. hear it quite a bit all the time and that's how that's how i discovered boy genius was alt nation oh cool yeah uh so yeah kate mentioned it earlier but they are nominated for seven grammys including record oh. of the year and album of the year which Incredible. i don't know what the, what's the difference between album and record of the year there are two different categories yeah um I have to do some research to see what the difference is. But I thought that was interesting that it was like record of the year and album of the year. I wonder how they associate the different yeah, categories. You know what? I have honestly have always had that question in my head because I watch the Grammys religiously. It's like my Super Bowl. And I have never, every time I, I, I say I'm going to look it up, that's a good that's question. Uh, they filmed three videos that were released as singles $20, True Blue, and Emily, I'm sorry, which I love Emily. Oh I'm my sorry God. Too. Who is Emily? Emily, I don't know. That's my question out of this whole entire album. That's a that that sounds like a, I such a of, personal song. I tried looking it up. 
I couldn't find anything definitively. It might just be the name of somebody that they just like they use like a alias. Possibly, but there's a story there. There, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's definitely something going on there. But the interesting part about releasing those three singles, they were all directed by Kristen Stewart. Yes, Twilight. Oh, Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart. She yeah. filmed and directed those three releases. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that she was in directing. And then uh, two things about this album, too, is like during this tour, uh, you and I have already talked about this because we couldn't sh- we couldn't save it for the pod. But Dave Grohl joined them at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, my Bowl, God. Wasn't and they amazing? did a Halloween uh, concert. And so Dave was dressed up as a, what was he? Uh, like a pri- Was he a priest? I think he was a priest. Uh, Julian was Jesus. Yes. Lucy, who was Lucy? This was like a couple weeks ago now. Yep, I can't remember yep, exactly. I can't remember. But they were all dressed up like satanic, pretty I much. I lost like... my goddamn mind when it. Actually, a TikTok follower of mine sent that to me, and then I instantly sent it to you. I lost my damn mind. I was so excited to see Dave. He played drums on Satanist yes. during their Hollywood Bowl yep. song. And then. So good. So good. In London, this must have happened early on in their tour because I think they were in London. Like I think I can't remember like May I think time yeah. frame, but I went completely over my head. I didn't see this until I started doing research. But Billie Eilish also brought them onto stage, and they sang. They harmonized with uh, when the party's it was over. over. I just saw that. Yeah. Did you send that to me too, or did I send it to you? No, I, I think, think I, I I sent it to you. Did I you think. send it to me? Yeah, I think so. Or did, you sen- did I send it to you? <laughs> you sent me Dave Grohl. I sent you Billie Eilish. <laughs> you sent it to me. I sent it to you. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, I saw that's that was incredible too. But I watched I watched the when I watched them sing when the party's over, I got chills. Like I cried. It was so good. I cried. But I'm so like the one thing I love about them is like again, we've talked about who like Phoebe's collaborated with. They've all like they've collaborated with so many different people. And it's people like all the way from Dave Grohl to Billy Eilish. Like that's a huge variance in like Music style, yeah, exactly. but but they mesh. I've discovered a song that she did with the Killers. Yeah, Brandon and you Clark. sent that to me. I didn't even yeah. know that she was like. And that's was incredible. A, that was a good song too. <laughs> that's ins- oh, oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So I have all of the songs, and then my favorite lyrics from the songs. But what do you okay. want to talk about with the record? Because well, you okay. want to cover some stuff. This has this, I have never listened to an album before where it has so many different musical elements in mm-hmm. one album. You know, it starts off with the hammer um with, with them um harmonizing. Uh, oh, the first song. Yeah, yep. and it has like that 1930s vibe to yep. it, that old school and it's gorgeous and it's beautiful. You have that rock element yep. too. Um some heavy rock elements too with the drumming and the the, the guitar riffs that they have. Holy cow, mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. And then you have that soft side and then you have these angsty lyrics too, mm-hmm. you know, in this album. You have all, you, there's just so many different elements um, in this album. I like, can I go into what my favorite song is? Yeah, tell, tell okay. me what's your favorite song. So, Cool About It's one of my favorites. Okay. Um, I pulled it up here. That's a Julian song. Is that a Julian song? That's a Julian song, yeah. Okay. But I'm trying to forget about it, feeling like I'm breaking a sweat about it, wishing you would kindly get out of my head about it, telling myself one day I'll forget about it, knowing that it's probably isn't true. I have that same lyric oh. down. Yeah. The only other stop it. The only other vo- uh, verse I had is the verse earlier in the song is I came prepared for absolution. Yeah. If you had only asked, so I take some offense when you say no regrets. I remember it's impossible to pass your tests. Yes. 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 Jeez. 
That is a relationship built around manipulation. Yeah. Is what, and, oh, it's so good. I've never, so this song, they play this a lot on Alt Nation. I've always sang along to it, but I never paid attention. To, I never paid attention to the lyrics up till probably a week ago. You talk about was, cool about it? Yeah. Or you t- okay. Yeah. Not Strong Enough is one of my favorites. <sighs> That's my favorite song. They killed that song on SNL. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to read all the lyrics, not all of them, but the verses from each of them, because they each have a verse in that song. Mm-hmm. Phoebe's verse is Black Hole Opened in the Kitchen. Every clock's a different time. It would only take the energy to fix it. I don't know why I am the mm. way I am. Oh, yeah. Not yep. strong enough to be your man. I try. I can't stop staring at the ceiling fan and spinning out about the things that ha- that haven't happened, breathing in and out. Yeah. So, like, she's talked about this song before, but it's, like, the really easy things are sometimes the hardest to do. Yeah, right. Like, when you're in, like, a bad like mental space like sometimes you're like oh well i need to change the clocks or oh i should go grab another roll of toilet paper and mm-hmm. that's like super simple but then it's like but i can't this, get myself to do it it's called depression yeah yeah and then like that's where like the spinning out about yeah. things that haven't happened yeah. is like worrying about the future um not strong enough has one of the best bridges like music i'm not lyrics but i'm talking musically um when it towards the end of the song that there's that little slow part and then it's kind of like in your in your face yep. with the drums and the guitar right there and that oh that's that why, part gives me so many chills it's so good yep, so produced that's well. at the that's at the very end when they sing and i don't know why yeah. i am the way i am yep. there's something in the static i've mm-hmm. i think i've been having revelations coming coming to in the front seat nearly empty and I love this lyric because it's like nostalgic. Skip the exit to our old street and go home. Go uh, home alone. Yeah, and yeah. Lucy sings that, go home alone <laughs> at the end. And yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. But yeah, that that's my favorite song. That song, for some reason, like anytime I listen to Phoebe Bridgers or Julian or Lucy or like anything in their genre, Spotify, like if I'm not in a playlist, will kick to not strong enough every single time. And I guarantee you when I get my Spotify rap, it's going to be probably my most played song. Oh, this one snuck in at the end for me. It's gonna be on here. What how many plays this what's not the strong most played song? What's the most played song on the I album? I think cool about it is cool the about most, it? Yeah. Which is not my favorite song, but Saint I Tina's uh that's probably my favorite song out of the whole entire album. That is freaking the drums on that is that's a who drums from the who drums for them it might be marshall vorhe okay the guy who drums for uh phoebe but i don't know for sure he's He's listed as like one of the credited people but he also helps with writing so i don't know if he helped if he does drum on this record this is some of the most tightest drumming i've ever heard too yeah The way that they like produce their music and like have their music breaks over their lyrics and like even like the different elements of not strong enough, like the yeah, like it's like really subtle but beautiful. Okay, so not strong enough is the most popular song, is it? It has 60,000 or 60 million plays. Okay, cool about it is 51 million. Uh, what was your favorite Satanist? You like Satanist? Yeah, 12 million. Anti curse is the least popular, which that's weird. There's like a four million dollar or four million dollar a four <laughs> a four million 
stream difference between like Oh, actually, no, there's one that's got 10 million. So, yeah, I guess it's not that big of a discrepancy. But I do like Letter to an Old po- Poet, too. I have the lyric I have for that one is it's a Phoebe song because it's really dark. It is. <laughs> I said, I think that you're special. You told me once that I'm selfish and I kissed you hard in the dark in the closet. You say my music is mellow. Maybe I'm just exhausted. You think you're a good person because you won't punch me in the stomach. And I love you. I don't know why. I just do. But you're not special. You're evil. I don't get to tell... You don't get to tell me to calm down. You make me feel like an equal, but I'm better than you. Wow. And you should know that by now. When you fell down the stairs, it looked like it hurt, and I wasn't sorry. Huh. (laughs) So that song is like very soft. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like uh, they fool you it's with your melodies. Song, yeah. It's a song that you could probably meditate to. Yep. And then you look up the lyrics, and you're like, oh. And that's the last song on the oh. album. Yeah, it is. Yep. So that's the song that you go out to. Um, the last line, last verse in that song is, "I want to be happy. I'm ready to walk into my room without looking for you. I'll uh, I'll go up to the top of our building and remember my dog when I see the full moon. Oh, so that's where she said makes a reference to the dog. dog. Yeah, I remember I read that. I can't feel it yet, but I'm waiting. All but I'm waiting all morning. Hmm. It's the last line in the in the album. What other ones did you like? Um, all of them, but those are my (laughs) favorites. Like, no, there's this album. Um, you know when we rate albums when we do our homework. This is a 9.9. Yeah, this is close I mean, to a like, 10 for it's, me, it's too. Like, it's almost, I don't, it's probably a 10, I should say, to be honest with you. But it, uh, oh, it is so, it's so good. So my prediction about Phoebe Bridgers in general. Um, so we have this, what is like the generation, what is this generation next? Well, us? Well, us, we're millennials. Oh, they're but, alpha. Well, no, they're Jenna Z. Well, you know how each generation has like their their ideal of music that was like that really stuck with them. You yeah. Know? Like we have ours, Paramore, and all that stuff. I think Boy Genius is going to be the one that really sticks out years to come for this. Like, what is my daughter's gen? gen Alpha. Gen Z. No. Which one? Gen Z. I think one of your daughters is a Gen Alpha. I don't even know about Gen. I've never heard about Gen Alpha till you just <laughs> said that right now. <laughs> Well, I so, guess, I don't know when Gen Alpha starts, but yeah, Gen Z goes until 2012. My oldest daughter was 2009. She's like the last Gen Z. And then my... my you mean... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So what I'm saying is I, Phoebe Bridgers is going to be like that generation of like that... That's that their music, person. Their influential music, their person. Yeah. Um, Because like when I look when i read the comment sections on tiktoks on like boy geniuses videos and stuff i mean they're taking over the comment session and saying how much it's relatable to them and all that i mean uh phoebe bridgers is gonna be one of the biggest is she's big now but she's gonna she's gonna be one of the biggest icons in the future yeah she's so talented and all of them actually all of them will be but yeah i really hope that they continue their project uh because i think one thing I forgot to mention, too, is I wrote it in my notes, but I was so excited to read the lyrics, I kind of glossed over it and forgot to talk about it. But after they recorded their first EP in 2018, they all went and did their own solo 
stuff. So like Phoebe Wynn did her own solo projects, Lucy, Julian, all the same. And they talked about in that interview, like how actually depressed they were Mm -hmm. not being together. And it's sad that they were depressed, but look what that built. Yeah. Look at this album that they put together because of like the sadness. And I think that's what you like. You're also maybe trying to say that about the generation. Like they're inspiring. I think we're, we're living in like really tough times right now. And I think like the younger generation sees that. Yeah. And they don't, there's not a lot of certainty about like what our future is going to look like. Mm -hmm. And I think their music plays really well into like that thought of, uncertainty and the scary future and all of the injustice that we see now like they're very much at the forefront of like one they are very cognizant of it as Mm -hmm. a band and they also bring to light like you see them on stage like they like take their shirts off and like run around naked they have so much fun they have so much fun and they're just like don't take themselves too seriously but are really serious about the serious things in life and so yeah i can definitely see like them and phoebe it's kind of i think the i don't think that they want to have like somebody who's like the head you know who's in charge of the band right. but i think because of her, like her popularity she probably is like the designated person yeah for that. yeah 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 but I hope, I hope they continue this i um <laughs> i was gonna save this till the end so violet Grohl, dave Grohl's daughter love her i i I, there's a hunch it's not confirmed that boy genius and her are actually working on something together that would be amazing i know she's so talented she's so talented she's such a beautiful voice oh i don't know what concert it was but i can remember on youtube i used to have it liked it was her singing an adele song at uh, one of dave's concerts wasn't that at oh no that was amy winehouse at the tribute concert for taylor hawkins oh God, she sings way. Yeah, she sang at that too. She does so good on with Amy Winehouse too. But she, yeah, uh, she sang an Adele song, and I was like, okay, this is Dave Grohl's daughter. Like, how good is she going to be? And then like he played the acoustic guitar, yeah, and was just like, I can't remember what Adele song it was. Someone told me a thing to do. I don't know. Is that a melody? <laughs> I don't know what song uh, it is, but like. She crushed it. She's so talented. Yeah. So if they do end up collaborating and building something, that yeah. would be great because oh, I yeah. think that they'd be so good. She's on TikTok too, Violet Girl. Oh, she is? Yeah. She's probably a good her. follow. Yeah, she is. Uh, and then I'll just talk about, we got, we went into the the record, but they actually had a couple of songs that they recorded. And have you checked this out yet? No. What do you mean? Recently that they recorded? So after they recorded the record. Right. They had a couple of songs that like didn't quite fit into the album. So they released oh, them on Spotify stuff. called <gasps> The Rest. No. So it's an EP. You're going to probably go follow it right now. I am. <laughs> it's an EP that has a couple of songs that just didn't fit. And my favorite song is probably Afraid of Heights. And it's a Lucy song. Um, but there's a really endearing moment. And it kind of speaks to them as people and as friends and as band members mm-hmm. where Zane was talking about like he pulls up powers, which is a it's a Julian song. And because she has a part right before she's going to play the guitar and sing her part. Right. She sighs like she <gasps> goes and they uh, kept and they kept it in. Oh, I love that. I love that. And Julian and he uh, Zane goes, I want to listen to 
powers and he's like i want to hear that sigh and julian goes oh it's so stupid and both lucy and phoebe go no <laughs> it's not stupid like they don't say it's not stupid but they just say no no yeah because they're just like so supportive of her like it's not stupid and then zane goes into like this like great description of like they were talking of relating it to sports like playing at your highest peak like you need to nail this take essentially yeah. like they've played this song like so many times like people get caught up in like oh yeah i walked into the studio and i re- i nailed it first try but julian doesn't see it like that julian sees it like i need to do this until it's perfect mm. and so like the side of her was kind of like oh well that's very raw and like not necessarily something she'd want to keep in and zane was like no think about it he's like that sigh is you like getting into focus like you get the ball with two seconds left in the game and you put up the shot and that sigh is oh and then you put the shot up and it's a swish and you win and she's like that's what that sigh is it was like it was putting you in that mindset to like okay i'm gonna nail this one Mm -hmm. and she's just like she didn't really see it that way but it was like really cool that zane was also like hyping her up and then phoebe and lucy were as well is that is it the rest is that it's called the rest yep all lowercase oh and they did a cover of that Sinead o'connor song did you listen to it oh no i haven't listened to that yet oh my gosh i was had a lot of things going on yeah i sent it to you it is so amazing it's in my queue though it is so good yeah they they do uh what song is it you have it up on your spotify right now the parting the The parting glass the parting glass they it is so good I was confused when you sent that to me because, you know, Spotify it's, will show the kids. I'm like, yeah, you just, O'Connor. Yeah, I'm you like, just what? saw the, yeah. but you didn't know that it was Boy Genius. No. Yeah. So the last thing that I'll talk about from the rest is my favorite lyrics from Lucy. And this kind of goes into the genius of like Lucy's writing. So in, in this song, she has a verse that says, so she's, this song is about like her taking risks. And like in the song, she talks about like, she wants to live a dangerous life, but she wants to die a boring death, which is like a great lyric. I want to live a dangerous life, but I want to die a boring death. Like I want I'm thinking about that. And yeah, that's yeah. It checks out. That checks out. And so she's talking about like almost like being on a date and cliff diving into like some water. And <laughs> the lyric that she has after she talks about that experience of like wanting to jump in and she talks about the, the person jumping in. When the black water ate you up like a sugar cube in a teacup, I got the point you were making when I held my breath till you came up. Wow. <laughs> the sugar, what? like a sugar, sugar cube, cube in a teacup. That, because it dissolves. Yes. Into, oh when the black God. water ate you up like it's a sugar imagery, cube. right? Yes, it's the it. visual. It's, it's the visual. And I, I envision like both. Like I envision like a sugar cube going into a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. Yeah. But then you also visualize like someone jumping off a cliff into that water and like cliff, di- cliff jumping is dangerous. Like I've done right. it in rapid city and it's like, you never really, kn- Oh yeah. I've jumped That's off like a 40 list. foot four wow, story good jump. For you, buddy. Yeah. I've done that place like multiple times too. It's like a place in, uh, on the West side of South Dakota that hmm. I've jumped on. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool visual, uh, visual, then another verse that I really liked that I highlighted was, I never rode a motorcycle. I never smoked a cigarette. I want to live a vibrant life, but I want to die. Oh, I want to live a vibrant life. I want to die a boring death. I know I was a disappointment. No, you know, you wanted me to take a risk. Not everybody gets the chance to live a life that isn't dangerous. <laughs> 
And I think that's a good like ending to Boy Genius. Think about that, kids. <laughs> that last part, that that's deep. It is very deep. Because yeah. I think we we do get caught like I think being boring is something that's really been pushed onto us as a society. Like Right. It's been pushed onto us like you go to school, go to college, get a degree, get a job, buy a house, get married, have kids. That's and what like, society It's what society, society has pushed thinks, onto yeah, us. Right. And there's not much of like risk taking and there's not I mean, we all do want to live we all wanna have like a we all do like aspire to have a vibrant life. For sure. But I think like because of like this like having to suppress a lot of like what humans were intended to do because of the society that we're in i think this is like a common theme is like you want to live a boring or a vibrant life but i think it's like really hard for a lot of people to like conceptualize what that looks like in their life yeah because everybody sure. it's different it's, it's not well it's different it's not and it's not normal you know breaking those barriers to society have you ever rode a motorcycle Oh, yeah. I've never drove a motorcycle, but I've gone on a motorcycle. You ever ride. smoked a cigarette? Oh, yeah. <laughs> smoke, <laughs> smoke a dirt bed? Oh, yeah. I've rode a motorcycle, but I have not smoked a cigarette before. You've never smoked a cigarette I have your not. whole entire I've smoked a cigar. Oh, man. Stogie. Yeah, I've done cigars. I've, yeah. So you're living, you're on your way to living a vibrant life. You know what? I think maybe that's, now that you say that, I think that's why I relate to their lyrics in this band so much because from the very, from very early in my life, I knew I wasn't the normal society person. I've always been breaking the rules since I was a kid. I've always been, you know, breaking the barriers, pushing it. Um, I'm the big believer of uh, asking for forgiveness and not permission. And I've always done that. I'm the opposite. always been me. Um, you know, I've been told to ask for permission, but I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, and I look, I look at that as learning, you know, are they mistakes? No, they're, they're learning le- their lessons. They're, yeah, they're yeah. experiences that I you don't believe to take in away. mistakes. I believe that they're lessons and they're only mistakes if you keep living in that lesson. Yeah. You know, or you won't forgive yourself. Right. Yeah. I'm much more, I'm not a, I'm not really a risk taker. I mean, I guess like some stuff like Mm -hmm. doing cliff jumping, like you have to let go of like the idea that you could die, which is scary. Yeah. But other things, I'm scared of death. I'm like petrified to death. I'm not. I, I I welcome it. I I hope it's a, I hope it's an easy (laughs) death though. I don't want it to be like a car accident. That could be arranged. (laughs) 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 Is this something in that water? Did you put something in my water? You brought. Am that, I gonna die an hour? You brought that water. I didn't do anything. I don't know. To it. Did you slip something in it? And my back turned around uh, for a second. Oh uh, no. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I wouldn't have been able to pre-plan that. There's no way. Well, guys, we'll see if we have a next episode. We will. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just to like kind of put a bow on the episode two is I think the one word that came up to me like the most listening to the album and then like watching their interviews is love. Yeah. They love each they other. They do love each other. And they it com- it comes out in their music. Yeah. 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 That was that was one thing I I saw when I saw them on SNL. They love each other. They have a lot of fun on stage. They're smiling and dancing. And yeah, they're just incredible. Yeah. My new favorite band. They're Yeah, I had another band picked for today and I researched them. And then Monday, so they were on SNL last Saturday. Mon- this last Monday, I was like, the first thing I did is I went and watched their SNL and I was like, 
maybe I'll do Boy Genius. And I did research on the other band, and then I, like, I just kept, kept listening to that record when I should have been listening to the other band's records. And You know what's funny? What? I almost did this band. When you asked me, <laughs> I, I was uh, when you asked me when you got here today. I was like, "Shoot, if this ha- if it would have happened, it would have been fine. We would have just done like a longer episode." Yeah, um, for sure. But I'm really happy you did a great job, man. Yeah. I was, I'm really happy you picked this. You picked Boy Genius. Yeah, and I think if they're a different genre of music, but I I keep thinking like, what genre do we put them in they i don't have, know they're they all do... i think they're called alternate rock is well, what they're yeah all, what alternative they classify for sure that's what they as. classify but again there's just so many different elements of music that they use it's incredible Even yeah like folk they have a lot of folk energy too in some of their songs yeah they have yeah their sound is great it's really creative it's it's unique i would say it's something that's that's why it's hard to pinpoint what they are is because it is because you have three like really solid songwriters and like solid musicians, it just creates like, I don't know, like this amalgamation of three giant brains. And I think like that the fact that they have genius in their name is like very fitting actually, because I would classify them all as like geniuses. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because it's all women influence, right? There's no men. It's called boy genius. Yeah. Is that kind of, it's kind of a play. I just, whoa, whoa. Okay. I love, I love women in the music industry. Taking ass. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that was boy genius. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Follow us on Instagram. And And then then drop some comments. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start putting a Q and A in the episodes yeah, that we release too. Yeah, in the Q and A. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, it's available on anywhere you get podcasts: Amazon, Spotify, Apple. What else? Am I there was another platform that, that somebody at. Oh, we're Amazon. Amazon. I only have two people who requested Amazon, so I did it for them. But okay. But if you have a, po- there's a couple other options we have on Spotify that I haven't util- utilized. So okay. I've had a couple of people that use Amazon that were, I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's available on Amazon. Dope. We're pretty much available everywhere. We're available everywhere. Spotify. I don't know if I said Spotify, but. And then follow us too on Spotify. Hit the, the five star button. Much five star. Five star. It's five star uh, rating. All right. Peace out, everyone. That was Boy Genius' episode, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Yep. Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs>